We'll do a review of Lakutis Sichas in Chelik Yud Aleph, this third Sicha of Parshas Beshalach. It turns out that according to the schedule that was set up by the project Lakutis Sichas, this will be the final Sicha in the cycle in the Chalokim that we started with Yud Aleph, and then we went through all the Chalokim through. Uh, this is the final Sicha Beshalach. This Sicha is a uh, siyum, uh, basically on Seches Erevin, and in this uh, siyum, the Rebbe explains the last uh, Mishnas in, uh, in Erevin, which is also connected to several other Mishnas in Erevin, and the Rebbe comes up with a, a beautiful connection of the Mishnah, where it seems like Two halachas were bunched together and uh, were put together without any uh, reason. And the Rebbe explains that this is actually a issue that connects them. At what is the greater? What decides? Is it more quantity? Even though it has less quality, but it's more quantity, would that override something which has greater quality, but it has less quantity? And the Rebbe is going to, this is a a discussion that the Rebbe has over here. And also at the end of the Sikha, there's a whole discussion about explaining this also in Pnimis Yonim and how the Malachas Hoytzoah, the Moloch of that we're carrying here, uh, that we're discussing here, is basically the basis of all the laws of Shabbos, and explaining how the principle of Shabbos is a Rosh of Hashem, and every time you violate it, you're sort of taking out from that Rosh There's a lot, a lot of details over here, there's a lot of uh, Nigla, a lot of Hasidus, and we'll take it uh, one step at a time. But the first thing the Rebbe starts off, how is this related to the Parshas B'Shalach? Because the uh, the whole idea of Tuchumim is in Parshas B'Shalach, and of course in Masechta Erevin, uh, we talk about the various Erevin, the Erev Tuchumim as well, and over there we find the issue of Tuchumim discussed, and that's how it relates to our Parshas. So the first paragraph, the Rebbe writes Aleph, Al haposik al yetsa ishmi mikoyme bayema shvi. The posik says, and this is really talking about. It's about when Hashem told him the laws of Shabbos, and the posik says, Ruki Hashem lost the Shabbos. Hashem gave you the Shabbos. Al kenu neisnu lachem bayema shvi lachem yemoyim. He gives you on Friday twice the bread. Shvu yishtachtov. Sit on your place. Al yetsa ishmi mikoyme bayema Shabbos. One should not go out, and no one should go out of the place in Yom Shabbos. So from this, our sages learn, Omer Azal, teach us our sages of blessed memory, Uhuva Vipira Shrashi, Rashi also translates that way, that Elo Alpayim Amo Shel Tchum Shabbos, that what we were talking about here is the 2,000 Amo of the boundaries of Shabbos. On Shabbos there is a boundary, that you can't go on beyond 2,000 Amo. That from this pasuk we learn 
the prohibition to go outside of the boundary of 2,000 Amma of the city on Shabbos. On Shabbos, you can walk the whole city. Outside of the boundaries of the city, two, up to 2,000 Amas you can walk, but outside of 2,000 Amas, you cannot walk on Shabbos. We learned this from this person. That's the connection that Tchum, the, 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 the prohibition against going out of Tchum comes from our parsha. We find a disagreement between Rabbi Shimon and the Rabbonin in the Mesechtas Erevin, in the end of chapter 4, about the laws of Tchumim. Over there, we're quoting now the Loshan of the Mishnah, the language of the Mishnah. The Mishnah talks about, over there about a person who was trying to get to the city, looks like, and it became dark, and therefore he is outside, he ends up being, it becomes dark, while he is he's outside of the city. Now, if he's outside of the city when it's Shabbos, he only has 2,000 Amas from the spot that he is, and he cannot walk only 2,000 places. He can't go to his home, he can't get into the city. So what should he do? So the opinion of the Tanakama, the Chachomim is Afilu, the Rabbonin is Afilu Amo Achas Lo Yikonis. That even if he's just shy one Amah from the 2,000 Amah, he cannot enter. Rabbi Shimon, but Rabbi Shimon disagrees. Rabbi Shimon says, Even if he is 15 Amahs beyond the 2,000 Amahs, or beyond the boundary of the Tehum of Shabbos of the 2,000 Amahs, he should go in. And he gives the reason the Mishnah, Rabbi Shimon says like this, She'ein ha-meshuches me-matsin es ha-midois me-pnei ha-toin. The meshuches, those strings that they use to measure the 2,000 Amas, so those who are uh, making the uh, the boundaries do not accurately make the measures and to begin with when they design and they measure they to begin with don't fully utilize the measurement to go all the way up to 2000 in other words when they're measuring they're not going to fully make it all the way to the 2000 numbers they come in 15 Amas less than 2 Amas as they do it. They don't fully utilize the full length of the Tchum to go all the way. Why? That's in the Mishnah. Because of those who make a mistake. Which means because as as, as uh, Rebbe brings down now, they make a mistake and people might think inadvertently go outside the Tchum, 
go back and forth because it's very close to the edge. So they left a extra 15 amas. So it turns out that when you go back, uh, if you up to 15 amas, you're still really within the tchum. Pirish. So what does this mean? Shad Abishim and Seiver, what does he hold? Shek Shemoididim umisamnim esamokim, Shemoim istaimim alpaim amamayir. When they measure and they mark, they mark the place in which the 2000 ama end, Ein Mimatsin esamides, they don't fully extend the measurements. To place the marker at the end of 2000 amas. But rather they shorten the measure. And they bring that sign inside of the tchum 15 amas. So basically, they don't fully. Measure it the 2000 amas, they measure it 2000 amas minus 15 amas. And the reason is why. Because of people who make a mistake in the measurement. They don't recognize this sign. So, So sometimes they might go beyond the sign. And they're not going to pay attention. So basically, people may not quite recognize the end where the 2,000 Amas end. And inadvertently, they have an a approximation they have. So they might actually, if we made it all the ways, then they might actually go outside of the Tchum. Come back and forth, they're going outside the Tchum and they're not going to know. So therefore, Lechatchila, Bezdin gets everybody used to, according to Reb Shimon, a shorter boundary, and therefore, if they make a mistake, and they go beyond it, they don't, they inadvertently, they won't be violating any issue, they have 15 Amr. And therefore, so even if somebody gets stuck, night time comes outside the tchum, if he's still within 15 amma outside of the tchum, then he's allowed to, he's able to enter inside of the tchum. Because for the truth is that he is still within the 2,000 amma of the tchum. So while the regular border is 15 of Tchum Shabbos is 15 Amas in, but that's not the real border. The real border is another 15 Amas. And because he happened to be Misha Hechshich, so Rabbi Shimon says, go in, because you're really in your Tchum. Now, there's another Mishnah, this is the last Mishnah of the Mesechta, in the 10th chapter of Edomim, it's brought down as a cloud. This reason of Rav Shimon is said as a general rule, as we'll quote from the Mishnah. In the last Mishnah, Mishnah Chroino, 
Shalom Mesechta, the last Mishnah, the Mesechta Eruvin, Soy Perik Yud, in the end of the 10th chapter. Now over there, the Mishnah is not so clear, as we will explain, the Rebbe will bring down from the Gemara. The Mishnah basically says that Abshimen Oimer, Mokim Sheitiru Loch HaChomim, Mishaloch Nosnu Loch. That in a place where the rabbis permitted for you, like in this case, Rabbi Shimon says, allow to go, go in. So he's saying, why is it permitted to you? Why do the Chachomim, he's ruling, that you could go inside? So that's why he's putting it like a cloud, not putting it on himself. He's saying, when the Chachomim allowed you to go inside, it's Mishaloch Nasnulach. It's not something that they allowed you. They give you yours because you, the reason you can go inside from the Tchum, if you're 15, within 15 Amas from the Tchum, it's not because they're allowing you anything that they're giving to you. They're just allowing to you what you really deserve. It's yours. Because that's not really the Tchum. Those 15 Amas belong to you. Mishaloch Nasnulach. And then there's a further statement in the Mishnah which really refers to a totally different halacha. Further, it says in the Mishnah, a different halacha referencing there, as we'll see in a minute. So he says, This is not talking about this case, but he's saying over here that the rabbis only allow you if it's a shvus, basically, if it's a rabbinic prohibition, they allow you, but they don't allow you a Torah provision. What are we talking about? So let's see. Umevur be And the Gemara explains, this is the final piece of the Gemara in Erevin. That Rabbi Shimon explains here in this Mishnah, Two halachas, the reasons for two different halachas. One halacha we know already, which is, we talk about. The first halacha is mokim sheitiru loch hachomim mishalachon nosan loch. That part of the Mishnah, koi aladin, that represents, that applies to the halacha now. The mishahech shechutz letchum chulu. said one who is, finds himself at Shabbos, when the sun sets and Shabbos enters, Outside of the boundary, Rabbi Shimon Eimer, Afilu Chomish Ames Esri Ames Yikones can go in. Balzehu Masbir Khan, and over here, this is what he explains over here. Shemekivon Shizehu Shalcho, since it's yours, Shekvaru B'Tchayit Chuma, he's within his boundary. Nostalach, so since you are already in your Tchum, it's Shalcho because it's still it's within the two thousand Ames. Even though it's outside of the border of the thousand of the city, but it's really within, is Nasnaloch, Yikonis, that's what he says, enter. Hainu, the Cholzman Shu, Nimtza Betoich Tezvav Amis, that means for as long as you are within the 15 Amis, Hariyodayim Betoich Atchum, you're still within your Tchum, within your boundaries, within the 2000 Amis. And that's why they permitted him to enter. That's the first section of that statement in the last Mishnah in Erevin. What's the second statement? But then, 
and the, the continuation that he says that they only permitted you when it is a rabbinic a rabbonon that goes on another din of Rab Shimon, which is specifically talks about in the Mishnah before this last Mishnah in, in, in Eiruvin. And this last Mishnah of Eiruvin is coming to explain Rabbi Shimon in the Mishnah before the last, the Le'il Shom Perikyut, that before in Perikyut. What is the Mishnah over there? Over there we're talking about the Levim. They have to, when it comes to the Korbonis, the Korbonis, of course, are Doiche, uh, Shabbos. Uh, what happens during the uh, Krovis Karbonis? There's also the Levim used to play with the instruments for the Karbonis. So now the question becomes one of the strands of the instruments ripped. So the Levi cannot play now the instrument. As what's called also is called the hechsher, mitzvah, helping to do the mitzvah of the karbonis, and there has to be a levim b'shirom. So what do you do with the uh, with the with the harp or the uh, kinner? The, the strand has ripped. So the Tanakhama says over there koishrim neima b'mikdash. In the mikdash, you're allowed to tie the strand, the string for the instrument, you're allowed to tie it now tying it we know if it's a kesher shel kayomo if it's a permanent kesher then according to all opinions that would be a violation of a Torah of a Torah prohibition but the Tanakhama holds that because even when we're talking about a Heksher Mitzvah, by the way, this is a whole discussion, the Gemara there, but the Rebbe just brings down uh, briefly and trying to explain to extent possible, uh, but there's a lot more details over there in the Gemara and the, Gemara, in the Mepharshim, Marsha, I mean, it looks like there's different uh, ways of learning over there, but we're going to learn how to understand the Rebbe Sicha in the uh, Pshat, the way the Rebbe learns it over here. So it says that you can even tie the strand in the Mikdash, which means you can do an Isur Min in the base HaMikdash, because this is Machshire Mitzvah, and it goes like the opinion, as the Gemara discusses over there, that the Tanakam and Rabban hold that you could do for the machshiri mitzvah for the harp. That's what you're allowed to do. But of course, this is only allowed in the Migdosh. But not in Medina. Not outside of the base of Migdosh. In the other areas over there, you're not allowed not. That would be a violation of the Torah. But what happens in if the person never prepared his harp? 
never prepared these strings. He's trying to make Lachatchila a uh, kinner, trying to make it on, 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 on Shabbos, but then Kan the Kan Oser, then the uh, both be Oser. Now, this is what uh, says Befedish in the, in the Mishnah. The Mishnah over there doesn't bring down any dissenting opinion. The Mishnah just brings down the din that it's Osur in the Mikdash, but Bitchila, in the Mikdash is Mutter, Osur in Medina, but Bitchila, you're not allowed to do it anywhere, not in the Mikdash and not in Medina. And the reason is why you're not allowed to do it in the Mikdash, because even though we're Matir, to do a Malachas Shabbos, that's when you couldn't do it in the Arab Shabbos. It, it ripped, so it ripped, what were you to do? So therefore we're allowing you to tie it, to do a Malacha on Shabbos. But to begin with, you're not allowed to do a Malachas Shabbos to prepare the Machshire Mitzvah on Shabbos itself. In the Gemara over there, the Gemara brings down the Braise, the Debraise says, no, that you're not allowed to knot it. The Debraise says you can only make a bow. In other words, the bow is not an Isur in Atoidim. It is only, in this opinion, it's only a bow which is Asur in We'll see. I say the Rebbe brings it down later on, according to it, that this bow is also made Rabbanon. And the Rebbe learns this is actually Machloikis Rashi and Toysis. We'll see in a minute. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. So, therefore, Rabbi Shimon in the Braise, but they're not in the Mishnah, the Braise, the Gemara brings down the Braise, Hamuvah Bigamora. So the, the Gemara brings down that that even the harp, the Ben Levi, a strand has been ripped. That's the opinion of the Tanakhama, the Rabbana. Rabbi Shimon Aimer, This is the Rabbi Shimon who says, Oinva means that he makes a bow. Why does he make a bow? The Taimoi, who mevair be Mishnah besim ha he gives the reason why he says Oinvay in the end of the Mesichta. This is the Mishnah telling us, the last Mishnah, the second part of the second Mishnah. He says like this. They only allow you in the Mikdosh a Shvus. And why is this a Shvus? The Gemara says, doing a bow making a bow to tying the nima with a bow is a shvus in the Rabona. As the Gemara says over there, that aniva the loy osile dechiv chatas shoru le Rabona. That a bow that does not bring you to a chatas bring you to a chatas is understood in this context that the aniva does not have a chatas in it because it's only the rabbonon shoru le rabbonon. So the chachamim allow you to do aniva in the 
Migdosh because making an anivo is not something which is a chatas, as opposed to a kashira. The osel lechiv chatas, kashira is a chiv chatas. The chachomim did not allow you. The reason I'm saying that is, or maybe, anivad laos lechiv chatas, it's not never going to come to a chatas because you're not going to make a permanent kasher from an aniva, then you're allowed to. So even though aniva is prohibited, making a bow is prohibited, but it's but it's never going to come to achiv chatas. But kshira, even if you're making a non-kasher shalkayama, it might lead you to a chatas, because you might make a second kasher that the Rabbanon don't allow you. But if we say it this way, so that would mean that we're assering we're making a difference within an Isur, the Rabbonon itself, whether it leads you to a Chiyib Chattas or not lead you to a Chiyib Chattas. In the Hemshech of the Sikh of the Rebbe, it, it doesn't seem like that uh, plays a role. It just seems like straightforward that Aniva is an Osir mid Rabbonon. Kishira is an Isur min Hatoyim. So, the Lashon is here, that tells us that it's not just uh, or understand because the Chachamim allow you because it doesn't have that associated with Chathos. Find also very interesting here that the Rebbe did not elaborate because the Rebbe is not going in to explain now all the details of the Gemara there. That's separately when we learned the Gemara over there. The Rebbe is merely bringing this down to bring out this one point of the connection of these two things, how they were put together in this Mishnah. One din talking about one who has uh, ended up outside of the Tchum on Shabbos, and another halacha uh, in which Rabbi Shimon uh, allows him, and also the other halacha that Rabbi Shimon allows the Aniva. But he doesn't go into into explaining the Gemara over there and the and exactly, because there's different, there's different opinions in the Gemara in the beginning over there, also in Rashi there's different opinion, and the Marshal tries to say that the Rashi and Tai say the same thing, so we'll stick basically to the simple shot. So, what's the connection? So what's the connection between these two uh, separate halachas? We're talking about, in one we're talking about Tchumim, and the other one we're talking about so Rashi explained So this is what Rabbi Shimon is saying to the Tanakama. So basically he's uh, between him and the Tanakama who disagrees with him in these two cases. He says, Even though that I have made a leniency by outside of the Tchum, and I say you can go in, but but still, 
I am not going to allow the uh, tying. I'm not going to be lenient over here by tying the strand of the kinner. Why? Because over there, the reason I'm leaning because it's not, it's not your Avedah. Because it's your, you still have 15 Amas to walk to. Avalkan. But when we're talking about the Nemo, they only allow the Shvus, they only allow the Aniva, but I'm not going to allow anything more than that. But, so according to this, sees clearly that the Aniva is a Shvus, that technically you're not allowed to even make a bow to tie this, this strand with Aniva, and yet he says, I'm allowing it because it's a Shavuos. And the Tanakama allowed even the Kshira, but he allows a Shavuos. So, we're basically saying that here he's disallowing Kshira. And he's allowing Aniva because Kshira would be a Torah offense, and Aniva is only with Rabban. Toysus gives another, Toysus disagrees. Toysus Kosov, Toysus says, he disagrees with Rashi, he says that this is not a Kula. Hello. Over there in the first case, by Mishikshik, it's not a Kula. Hello. Mishaloch Nasanaloch. What does it mean? He says, Rashi says, okay, I make it over there. It's not a kula. It belongs to you, l'chadchila. Begam kan, and also here it's not a kula. It's l'nos l'chala m'shalach. They live only you, da'ina aniva da'vadavara muta. It's, aniva is something which is permissible. And therefore, basically Reb Shivan is saying, that it's all permissible. That over there you're allowed to go in, and over here you're allowed to make a bow. There's no problem with a bow. That both matters really have the same contents. That this is really yours. It's something which is permissible to you. According to Taisa's meaning, that is Mutter. It's lost It's not only in the uh, because it's Mishaloch, according to this. And and the reason why the Chacham Malau Aniva because it's Los Lechim Chatas, but it's really permitted. In any event, the Rebbe is going to ask now, according to both opinions, both according to Rashi and both according to Toysus, we still have to understand the reason why the Mishnah all of a sudden at the end bunches up the two Rabshimans of Tchumim and the Reb Shimon uh, with regards to Oinva, uh, that you bow the uh, strand of the harp. The is not understood. The Shittas Rashi, according to Rashi's view, What's the connection between these two Dinim? 
Rashi says, even though I allow you to go in from the Tchum, but still, I prohibit you to tie. Why? Why would he allow to tie? What's the connection between these halachas? Because of this, Rav Shimon needed to teach us that he is strict in the halacha of tying of the putting together the uh, not allowing to tie the strand. He's machmir. Even though he was lenient with regards to Tchumim. Why should being lenient by Tchumim make him being lenient here that you should allow to tie it? What is the connection between being lenient by Tchumim allowing him to go in that's why we should allow to tie And that's precisely what the Rebbe is going to explain how these two halachas are connected. That the idea that he's lenient over there should also have led to being lenient in this case as well. But we don't say that. That's why he says, no, I'm not lenient. As the Rebbe will explain. The question is, could it enter your mind? Shakula bedin mishich the leniency in Allah, one who ended up being dark outside of the Tchum, that should also uh, obligate you, or you should be lenient, uh, because you allow the person to go into the Tchum Shabbos, therefore, should allow you to tie. And they say, no, no, no. And not a good What's the connection? Well, if you pitch out Toysus, Bishwaras of Shimon, but Toysus is saying that he's not saying here that even though I don't allow here, allow here, he's basically saying it's the same idea because just like I allow there because it's yours, it's not an Isser, I allow you here too because it's not an Isser. And the interpretation of the Toysus in the Svar of Rav Shimon. That that same reasoning, what obligates us to make lenient over there, that you allow walk in from the Tchum, because those 15 Amas technically belong to you. And that is also what decides for Machmir over here to go against the Rabbonon who say that you can tie it. And he says, no, don't tie it. Don't knot it, but but make a bow. Because that is something which is not an Isser at all. And that's the Pshat. So it's the law it's difficult to have a little memor. So then it just said, whatever the chum permitted, they gave you yours. And since in our Sulamidi, no more. And since in our case, it's not Mishaloch, 
if you're going to tie it, that's an Aveira. So we're not allowed, not allowing you. So this is also what gives the reason why we have to be strict over there and not allow you to tie it is because it's not shalokho. The chachamim only allow you mishalokh nasalokh. So why does he add and explain? That they don't allow you. Only a shavuz. And that would mean that if it was a shavuz, then maybe he would have allowed it. But but he says, no, but the main name He should just give the first reason. Mishaloch Nosano. The A, the Chachomim allow you to do only what's yours. Over there, you Tazvam is yours, they allow you. Kishira is not yours, they don't allow you. Without going in, especially the language of the Mishnah is in a style which is something short, which includes many aspects. The question the Rebbe asks over here is why this statement of Rebbe Shimon is within the last Mishnah, but it's the second part of the last Mishnah. The first Mishnah talks about when they found an insect in the Migdash, how you deal with it, as the Rebbe will explain later on, the connection. But now the Rebbe asks, we have to understand, These words of Rebbe Shimon have been set up as the end of the Mishnah, the Mishnah this Mishnah that gives the reasoning of Rebbe Shimon is the second part of the Mishnah which starts off with the Aloha of a Sheriz that was finding the Mishnah. This uh, uh, rules that we're saying have no connection. So this ruling and explanation of Rabbi Shimon should have been written next to close to one of the above halachas. Either the halacha of Tchumim, that's in Perik Dalet, of Erevin, Oikan, Oikan, or in Perik, or the Mishnah, right after the previous Mishnah, which was the Mishnah, the din of the Chachamim that say Koishrim, Oikan, or even if it's here, Akopon Mishnah Minimally, it should be in its own Mishnah. Why does it follow the Mishnah of Sheretz? Rabbi is going to explain in Ois Beis that when Rabbi Shimon says that he should enter, it's not just that he allows him to enter, but he's actually encouraging. It's kind of a mitzvah, not Mamesh a mitzvah, but he's uh, telling him Yukonis, that he should go in. Now, the Rebbe also explains that even though we say that it's Mishalcha, but there is still an issue uh, of going in. Uh, it's not so simple because uh, the fact that the Tchum Shabbos is uh, made inside and the Tezvov is not exact, it, it is involves uh, something that uh, one shouldn't do In other words, you're not allowed to go ahead and rest outside of the 
the Tchum Shabbos within 15 Amas, then go in. It's Mishayich Shech the Chacham allowed you. Why? Because these things may not be, the Rebbe brings down different, Rashi is different, but the bottom line is, it is still a, uh, an issue to go in, but still Rabbi Shimon says uh, that go in one time, because the Rebbe says being in the city, the person can be makabel, mekayim, the midst of Tainug and Shabbos and everything else a lot better way, so it, it therefore goes on that one should actually go in one time, even though by going in he's passing the Tchum, in order for him to be able to fulfill the mitzvah of uh, Kiyum uh, Tainug and the uh, of Shabbos in a in a better way. So the issue over here is a one-time uh, transgression, sort of a one-time doing Yikonis is going to bring him a lot of lot of time in the city, and therefore Reb Shimon thinks that. While it's a problem going in, but go in. Because doing a one-time overrides, even though the one-time is a uh, is an issue in order not to uh, lose out on an entire day of being in the city, being Mechabal and Shabbos. Let me Shabbos. Let's see. Explaining this, we'll understand. Behagdim echad ma'ataimim. By first bringing down one of the reasons, Shemitzvah lachazir bein acharenuvi chatzeres bein achar shetufim avoys, that it's a mitzvah to go after, to try, and make the eight of chatzeres, that's to combine the yards together so you can carry from the different places and bein achar shetufim avoys, and also combining the uh, various. Uh, Streets that end streets to make them combine so you can carry basically to increase the area in which you can carry. Shahu, uh, quoting Shahu This is for his enjoyment. In order to take a walk, or to bring the needs for his food. It's a mitzvah. That's a mitzvah. Kamesha Kosuv. The Korosola Shabbos Oinik. You should call Shabbos Oinik. So that means that it's a mitzvah to have the Oinik on Shabbos. We'll move on so it's understood. Shekemoyikein who been in the Dan. The same thing is in our case. Shum Oinik Shabbos. When the person finds himself stuck outside of the city, that because of enjoying the Shabbos, Mitzvah It's a mitzvah to be inside of the boundaries of the city. In order to be able to walk and to bring chulu. Now he's restricted to 2,000 amas and that's it. Like this he can walk in the entire area of the city. And plus 2,000 amas outside of the city. In all sides. Because once he rests, if his place of resting is outside of the Tchum, then he's limited in these matters. He cannot walk in the city. He can only walk 2,000 amas from his place. This is contrary. This is opposite of the lighting of Shabbos. Based on this, we can say 
The person who it was darkened on him outside of the Tchum Shabbos, is upon him, there's also placed an obligation to go inside the city. So in order that this stopping of his delight should not continue throughout the 24-hour Shabbos. So he's telling him, go inside. Go inside of the Tchum. So since we're saying now that this is not just an option, but it's actually an encouragement. So this we can say, that what is Rabbi Shimon's view in this halacha? This comes from, this stems from a a general point. And that is Sharibui Hakamus the lot of quantity in this case lot of quantity meaning you'll have a lot of Shabbos over there there's a lot of Shabbos a lot of unique Shabbos and lacking a lot of enjoyment of Shabbos so enjoyment of Shabbos is a mitzvah say we're not doing a prohibition over here, you're not violating anything, you're not going anything. So it's quality-wise, it's not such a quality-wise, but there's a lot of quantity. There's a big Shabbos over here. So he goes in the idea, if you have a lot of quality, even though in quantity-wise, that should override machria, that should override as godel ha'echus, something which is quality-wise strong, greater, like this case, as the Rebbe will explain, going in, which is an act of going in on Shabbos into the city from the outside of the Tchum, but you're doing it only one time, you're just entering. So you're doing a greater prohibition once, going inside of the Tchum. On the other hand, that way you're gaining a whole Shabbos, even though what you're gaining is of lesser quality because it's only a kumba say to do Enoch Shabbos, and here you went and did a provision which is more quality, but yet that overrides. The quantity overrides the quality. That's the point. Based on the above, the reason why Rabbi Shimon holds that you should enter that seems like it's an ob- command and obligation. It's not just that you have a right to enter. We don't want him to continue in his prohibition, which means not being able to delight with Shabbos, enjoy the Shabbos. So we are telling him, go inside so that you don't continue in your lack of Enoch Shabbos. 
Now, but even though, now that you're going to enter, you are going to be violating, going outside of the Tchum. And like I mentioned, the Rebbe mentioned the Ores, even though it's not Mamish Chutz because it's Misha Loch Nosanu, it's Misha Lechom, but still there is still a Yisur Yitzir Chutz over here, as the Rebbe explains, because it's not exactly defined, but there is an Yisur. But Oifen, the Kumbase, now we're telling you, go ahead, do something. Not enjoying Shabbos, you're just sitting back now. Here you're telling you, Achomer Yisur, Me'isur Hashbosas Oynik Shabbos. It's more serious than not delighting in Shabbos. Over there, he's just going to remain. If he remains there, he's not doing anything. He's just sitting back and not doing Then he's sitting and not doing. So we know quality-wise, it's a bigger issue to do something. say than not doing something. So in quality-wise, sitting there and not doing nothing is a lesser prohibition, is a lesser violation. But, on the other hand, the time, because of Sreven Rav Shivan, still Rav Shivan holds, Yikonis, go in, because this way, when you go into the boundaries of the city, the Easter is only done on that moment that you enter. But when you're lasting outside the Tchum, so quantity-wise, it's being a much longer time. So that Easter extends every instant and instant he's outside, he has the Easter. And therefore, so more quantity, according to Rabshim's view, overrides the quality. So therefore, Rabshim tells him, go inside. You'll do a worse Aveda because it's going to be Kumbase, but that's going to be a one time thing, a one, a one moment deal. And then you'll be able to quality wise, uh, I mean, quantity wise, enjoy the entire Shabbos. Noiz Gimel, the Rebbe is going to say this is the same principle that Rabbi Shimon says you should make the bow and not make the knot. Rebbe will explain that Aniva is Osur Midrabonon. And Kshira is also Minatoira, which inevitably makes it, in quality-wise, the prohibition of tying it is a greater quality-wise, a greater prohibition than Aniva, which is a prohibition with Rabbonon. But yet, Aniva, you'll have to do many times, because since it's not, it's only a bow, it's likely to untie so over here too, so in other words, you're going to have to do a lot of rabbonites, a lot of in anova, in the bows versus one knot. So since we said, so that's how it follows. So since, explains that the it goes according to Rashi, because 
According to Toysus, there is no Isur Bechlal by Aniva. Rashi learns that there is Isur by Aniva. So, the way he explains it, the way Rashi explains it, it goes on along the lines of Rashi. That because, I mean, he asked on Rashi, why does it follow? Because he was matir by, uh, by Chusut Chum, he should be matir here. Yeah, now it follows very well, as Rebbe is going to explain. Because over here, we should allow him to do the Kishira, which is a one-time Isur. And that way, we'll protect him from doing it many times. Even though it's a greater Isur, it's quality-wise, you're doing a Kishira, Isur And here you're doing an Isur So, basically, the thought is that just like he was matted by Mishaychich over there because the quality... The, the, the quantity overrides the quality. So over here, the quality should override the quality. We should allow him, uh, we should allow him to make one time, uh, I mean, the, the, the quantity should override the quality that instead of having to make a lot of bows, let allow him to make one kesher. So even though it's a more serious sense, and that way you won't have to make all the bows all the time. But the answer is here is different because this quality is not of the same category. This is Midrabonam. So by Midrabonam, we're not going to say better do one uh, big Aveda instead of uh, doing a lesser quality because by Midrabonam, it's in a totally different category and we're not going to allow him to do the quality of a Torah prohibition and we'll tell him to do Daniva. Let's look inside. Gimel. In a Apia now, based on the above, the time of Shalom Shimon, the Svidala Yikonis, the reason why Rab Shimon holds he should enter, who Kamus that the lot of quantity overrides the quality. So let him spend the whole Shabbos with enjoying, even though he'll have to make a bigger sin by moving in from the Tchum, so we understand the connection in between these two rules that Rav Shimon says as a reason for this halachas. The first one, that wherever the Chacham premiered you, that was yours. They only premiered you because of a Shavuz. The two ways in fixing the kinner, whether it's through tying or bowing, each one of them has a stringency that the other one doesn't have. A stringency, one is in quantity and one is in quality. Uh, the, the quality stringency, it comes to a chatos is a chaymer shel chayeiches. The Rebbe doesn't explain there again. Also, whether it's going to come to a chatos, he might make a double knot, or this is itself a chatos. But that's not important to us. The bottom line is we're talking about a chiv chatos here. We have a chaymer shel eiches. You have a stringency of quality. There is a 
relationship to chatos, tying it. Aniva, there is only a prohibition of the rabbonon. And the reason is, that makes it a the rabbonon because it's going to untie. I guess the, you see clearly, means that it is a chatos because when you tie it, it is a permanent, as opposed to aniva, it is the Rabbonon because it can only undo and it's not a Kshirish Kayoma. That's why it is Midrabonon. A bow doesn't stay there forever, and therefore it's only Midrabonon. So, quality wise, there is a stringency in tying it, because tying it would be a Torah issue. And Aniva would be a Rabbanon issue. However, Ramon Mitzad the reason why we're saying it's for this alone, but that, with that alone, because it can constantly untie, that would be the fact that it's the Rabbanon because it unties, but that's why there's a stringency in the book. Since it's not destined to stay, so the probably he'll need to lisakin. As a kinner, he'll need to fix the harp. He'll have to make a bow many times. But if he ties it in a permanent knot, that he's only going to be violating and this only once. So it turns out, also to resolve this question, should you tie it or should you bow it? That would hinge on the decision whether quantity is more or quality is precedent. And if we say that quantity is precedent, so it turns out that after Reb Shimon told us what his view is in the halacha, of one who is rest outside of the chum, that he's yikonis, and he holds that kamus machras, that the quantity is what decides. Therefore, logic dictates that also in the din of the strand of the kinner that ripped, he should make permissible davka dekshira. He should say you should use kishira. Hamayatas bekamos because that is a one-time thing. This is lesser in quantity. And no, through aniba, which would be lots of times. So the riba kamos is the deciding factor. So in this case, the deciding factor should be not to make the bow because that would make it so many times. And therefore, this thought Rab Shimon rejects by saying, They only permitted for Shuvos. To say, Even though that I was lenient in the Quality of the Isur of Tchumim over there. I allowed, I, I, 
not to increase the quantity of Isur. I allowed you to walk in to do it at one time so that you'll do a bigger Isur. So just to protect you from the quantity of the Isur so you don't sit a whole Shabbos without a Heineg, Mikol Makayim, Machmerani Be'echushel Kishirom. I'm still going to be Machmer here and I'm not going to allow doing the Kishiro Ve'ineni Matiro and I'm not going to be matirit in order to accomplish in order to diminish the amounts of bows. Now he's saying the words, he's explaining himself, they only allowed you They only allowed you if the issue over here is 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 a shvus. So it's a meres. If they're both in the same category, they're both a shvus. So it's a meres. This rule that quantity can decide for the quality. It's only in a place where they're both belong to the same category of Isur. With the same category of Isur, the quantity will override the quality of the Isur. Times doing the Isur is more important than the quality of the Isur. Besug Isur, it's either Besug Isur der Aisa, or Besug Isur der Rabonan, or it's a category of a Torah, and a category of the Rabonan. In, in each, each category, the quantity will override the quality. But when we're talking about the repair of the kinder, it doesn't have the power. The fact that you're going to do a lot of kamus of, of, of the boats, which is a prohibition of the Rabbonon, to decide to outweigh the quality which is comes from the Torah. But Adrab, on the contrary, on the contrary, the quality of the Torah that decides the quantity of the Rabbonon. So rather not do one Israel Torah, that quality, even though it will bring you to a lot of Israel Torah. It's not going to bring evidence from Halacha from the Alta Bebe that within the category of the Torah over there, quantity will override the quality. We'll rather do a bigger Isra, Isra Skila for a sick person rather than uh, feed him a uh, Nevela, uh, we're not shechting it. And then he'll be over in every kizayis and kizayis. But that only applies within Isurim of the Torah. But when we talk about relative to uh, violating an Isurim of the Rabbonon, there, even if the Rabbonon quantity is a lot, is still not going to do a Eichus Minatera. Let's look inside from the Rai from Alter Rebbe Shukhanor. The Rai an evidence with this Mashikos, Rabbi Nazok and Bishulchon, from what Alta Rebbe writes in the Shulchan It says, If there was a sick person whose life is in danger, 
So Tzorich Basar, what happens if he needs meat for his health? To save his life. So then you shecht for him. Shecht for him meat, so that the meat that he'll eat will be kosher, will be shechted meat. I shechting the meat is a yisim and a teter. So the ain't emrim, says the Alter Rebbe, we're not going to say, nachilenu nevela, let's not shecht, so let's give him nevela, shohi isur lav. Eating nevela is only a prohibition. Shechting and Shabbos, v'al nechalov Shabbos, Unless not this great Shabbos for him, she is skila. That will be a prohibition of skila. Turns out, if we're going to shecht for him, we're doing a skila. But if we're going to uh, give him uh, nevela, not shecht it, it's going to be only salab. So the Alter Rebbe says, no, we're not going to do that. Because by nevela, you're violating for every size of an owl that you eat. There's another lav. So you're doing a lot of lavim. So you better do one bigger isur of shechita, one violation, than do a lot of lav. But shechita, he's only doing one isur, even though it's a more stringent. So we're saying, see very clearly, that we're telling you to shecht and do a skila isur, rather, uh, we, we, no, we say actually, rather shecht and violate a more quality isur, so that the quantity, because the veil of there, you're going to be high for every kezayis and kezayis. Further says the Alter Rebbe, these are both Torah prohibitions. So the quality is in Torah. If he needs to boil water for him. Now, so boiling wine, boiling of course is a melacha min so you have an option. Uh, who should boil the wine? So you have a goy over there. The problem is the goy becomes stam yenum. It becomes uh, a wine that the goy uh, touches is an isur that the goy handles is an isur midrabona. So. We're saying like this. So then we're saying, so Yamali Yisrael. So let the yid fill the pot with the wine. Who should be doing the cooking? The bishul should be doing the kusi. Now, since the kusi is going to warm it up, the wine is going to become yainesach. So one can argue. And the all the time that he's going to drink the wine, the the sick person, he's going to be over on every time the yayin esach. So why don't we keep the guy out of this whole thing, and let the yid just do over the aver of the Torah of cooking on Shabbos, and that way the uh, there won't be an aver of so many times. The quantity of averes will not be done so many times, uh, just like we told him to. Uh, shechted, so let's let the yid uh, boil it. So, because there will be a lot of quantity of averus, and the answer is in this case, the quantity is not going to override it because the avera you're doing is a Torah avera, and we don't want you to do a Torah avera. So, therefore, let the guy the guy warm it. Alpha became, although it's going to be yain uh, I mean, stam yenam, lo yia boy, a lisum, a different suffering. 
the Isser of drinking that wine is Omen Rabbon. Atkan Lashena. This is the language of the Alter Rebbe. Harim Furish. So here you see very clearly. Only when we're talking about the quality, the quantity of a nevela iser, which is also a toyra iser, so then we're saying So then, doing a lot of that is more serious uh, than the quality iser skila That's why we say. Uh, from Shech and Shabbos, that's why we say, go ahead and Shech, do a bigger Yisr, that way you'll save him from the uh, quantity of all the uh, 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 non-kosher, however, of Nevela. But, but if there's only the Yisr of Stavim Rabbonon, the quantity is a Rabbonon quantity, also that way is by uh, more quantity, over there, since it's midrabonon, machriach eichus deraisis riba kamis derabonon. So the quality of the Torah overrides the quantity of the kamis derabonon. We'll tell you, uh, don't do the Torah so don't cook. Okay, you're going to do a lot of rabonon isurim, but we'll tell you, go shecht, do a very Torah, so you don't do a lot of. Torah prohibitions, love them, even though they're not the same quality, but next to the Torah, we're going to tell you the, quali- the quantity is going to gain, but next to the Rabbonan, the Ribui uh, Kamus will not override and will tell the not to cook. In Ois Dalet, the Rebbe connects the beginning of that Mishnah, the Mishnah of Sheretz, as the Rebbe asked, that this Klal that we brought down uh, this clause for Rabbi Shimon, it's brought down. The Rebbe says the ratio of the Mishnah actually is also dealing with the same issue, whether quantity or quality. Over there, the Mishnah discusses if the uh, Asheritz that's in the Mikdash, so how should you get rid of it? Do it very quickly, but use your uh, belt. Uh, of course, you're going to do use your belt. You're going to make it Tomei also because you're going to touch it. But that way you get rid of it right away. And uh, so that's uh, meaning quantity is the main thing. We we'll just get it out of there as quickly as possible. Rabbi Yochanan ben Breik, I mean, that's Rabbi, Rabbi Huda says, no, that you do it with a uh, wooden uh, a wooden plier, uh, which doesn't makabal, which is not going to be makabal tuma. So it's going to take you a while to go to find the, the, the tzvaz, but go ahead and do that. Because that way you're not going to make that hemyoino, you're not going to make that tome. You're not going to make an extra garment tome. So you see whether quality, quantity, which means time, is the main thing, so just get it out, or quality not to make tome. And because of that, this follows. Let's look inside. Dalit now moving gamatam. Based on the above, we also understand the reason. That the peace. Uh, Rabbi Shimon Oimer, that we're saying these two rules, Sudra B'Seifesh Mishnah has been set up in the end of the Mishnah, which has a connection to the first. It's the end of the first. So the first, the beginning is Sheresh Nimsev Migdash, And also, not in its own Mishnah. Because also, the 
contents of the first is also dealing with the same question. The question is kamus. We're talking about quantity. Beribu hazman. I mean, how long? That's quantity. Machria. Should we go by that and and go by time? Or should we go how how severe this thing is itself? Machria. And this is the Mishnah says there. Find a nisak the mikdash. So what do you do? Koyin He takes it out with his belt. not to delay the tumah. Get it out of there. So that would be a quantity, as we'll see. Different Rabbi Yochanan ben Breker. Rabbi Yudaimer says, no, b'tzvah shel eitz. Use a wooden pliers. Take it out with that. That would not to, to diminish too much. Usvaris pluktos me as the Gemara says there. The mar sovar. The opinion of Rabbi Yechon ben Ruka he holds shuhuya tuma odif. The kamus is odif, which means we have to take consideration quantity. And right now, we want to get it out of there, so we don't want to make sure it doesn't stay there long. Umar sovar. And Rabbi Yudah holds, Ufshi Odif. Increased Tumah is Eichos, is Odif. And therefore, because this is the same idea, that's why the Kamus and Eichos of the discussion that we started the previous Mishnah in Perik Dalit about the Hibisha Hechshich, which is connected to Rabbi Shimon's idea of Kamus overriding uh, the Eichos. And then that inevitably also. Uh, forces Rav Shimon to explain that still we're not going to do koshra, even though it's going to be quantity-wise, it's going to protect it because over there it's special because only in the same category that that applies to, but not in a place where there is a separate category. This is Minat Torah and this is Minat Rabbon. So this all takes care of the siyum in the nigla part. And from Oiseis, the Rebbe goes into explaining in the Pnimi Yisrael In Oiseis, the Rebbe is going to explain of the Pnimi Yisrael the two uh, rules that Reb Shimon quotes in that last Mishnah and the difference. But first, in this Oiseis, the Rebbe gives a whole explanation how the basis of all the Malachas Shabbos is actually the Malachas the, the Malach of carrying from one domain to another domain. And the Rebbe explains with this the difficult, the Medrash, and um, the Rebbe explains how the whole idea of the Shabbos is to bring about the unity of Hashem into the world. And uh, therefore, uh, that's the basis of all the... Uh, of all the of all the Shabbos. Let's look inside. Well, the Vayir b'derech Efsher to explain possibly Hashaiches the Shnei Haklolim shall Rabbi Shimon the connection between these two rules. The rule that he says that and the rule that uh, is of Rabbi Shimon and also the difference based on the inner ideas, 
that will give us an additional reason. So this will add another explanation why Rabbi Shimon holds that if it's a place that it's possible to uh, allow him to go in, so we should allow him. For the Rebbe explained because the Ribukam was wasting the time of Enik Shabbos overrides the issue of one time going in inside outside of the Tchum. And the Rebbe is going to give another explanation for that. But the Rebbe says, Mavur in many areas it's explained that the job of the, one of the 39 Malachas, so one of them is the taking out from one domain of other domain. So that is he ikron, that's the main of all the 39 Malachas. The main Malachas is the Malachas Eitzah. And how does this explain? How do we see that? So the Rebbe brings down from the Medrash, the Hine Isab Medrash, so we find in the Medrash, Shoal min echod merab akiva, there was a heretic that asked of Rabbi Akiva, quote, If it's like you say, that HaKadosh Baruch honors the Shabbos, so let him not blow winds in the, uh, in the world on Shabbos. Let him not bring down rains. Esav, let him not make grass grow in it. Okay. So he's asking him from various different things that it seems like Hashem should honor the Shabbos, shouldn't do these malachas. Blowing the wind, they'll bring down the rain, making things grow. So the Heshiv Loi, Moshal, so Rabbi Akiva responded to the mean, mean with an example, from the din of Eruv, and carrying out. That when you make an Erev, uh, you're allowed to carry. So when you have different Rishusim, then you need an Erev to carry. But when you have one Rishus, over there we don't need an Erev to carry. Since the whole world is His. etc. So basically... Hashem is not carrying, it's not when he's uh, bringing down the uh, rain, and it's, it's all in his domain. However, the issue is here, besides carrying, there was other items that the Min was referring to. So it's surprising, in the Rabbi Kippur's response, we only have an answer for the question of the Melech of taking from Rishus to Rishus. So, if it takes from one Rishus to other Rishus, how does Shem do that? So we answer, it's all one Rishus for the Eibishter. <coughs> it's like an Eibishter. But all other Melechus do not hinge on carrying from one domain to another domain. So, what has it got to do that the whole domain is HaKadosh Baruch Hu's, and therefore Hashem doesn't have to uh, 
respect the other laws which are not connected to itself. So therefore we have to say that this malach of carrying, that is the main point of all malachas Shabbos. All malachas have the main point of malach, of, of, of carrying. And that is the foundation, that's the root. From the malacha of it, so branch out all other main categories of malachas. Until they say him. And they're the derivatives of the Rabbonin, and also the rabbinic uh, halachas of resting and Shabbos, and not the lochein. Mekiv and shalagabi hakadosh baruch lo yitochan einyan deitzav shus shus. So since, with regards to hakadosh baruch there is doesn't um, not possible this idea of taking from one shus to other shus. Kol aki kol elom kol shaloi v'meila bot la yisod. So therefore, the foundation So then there cannot be any possibility to do other melachas from she'enun elis talfus melachas itzah. They are merely a branch from melachas itzah. But the Rebbe will explain why so. I mean, we're just saying that that melachas is the main. Everything comes from it. So by the Eibushter, we understand if the Eibushter doesn't have the Belechas Hitzah because the whole world is his, we understand why all the other ones follow. But why is the Belechas Hitzah? The main Rebbe will explain. But the Rebbe explains in the meantime, that's why also explains how come the Mesechah Shabbos begins with the laws of Hitzah, whereas when they are counted in the Pedekval Godel, over there it's the last one of the Lamates Belechas. Why do we start with that Belechas? But now, the Rebbe is explaining that actually Malachas Hetzor is the basis and the foundations of all the Malachas. And with this we can also explain the reason. Why does the Malachas begin with the Malacha of Hetzor? Even though the Malachas Hetzor is counted at the end of all the other 38 melachas first, and this is the 39th melacha in the 7th chapter of Shabbos, and this is in the very first Shabbos we're starting to explain the melachas itself. It would seem, he should have first, he should have enumerated first all the melachas, and then to Articulate, explain them on the orders. He says all the melachas, third melacha, and then start with melacha alav, melacha beis. Kikush mafarshim. This is actually asked by the mafarshim. So why does the peric start with uh, with this? This Toysus actually asks this. The melacha grua Toysus explains that. The fishehi hamikuda haikris shokol alametas melachas, and that's all because of the same idea that the Rebbe presented that this is the basis, this is the point of all the third Amalachas. Why is that? Babir was that. What is the explanation of this? The Rebbe explains now, the whole idea of Shabbos is the testimony that the whole world is Hashem's. Babir was that. Shabbos is all for Hashem. 
Yom Tov uchatzi l'avai v'chatzi l'ochem. Yom Tov is half for Hashem and half for the people. But Shabbos is kul l'avai, it's all for Hashem. Hainu. What does it mean it's all for Hashem? She'inyan mitzvah sashvisa b'shabbos hu. What is the idea? What's the concept? What's the mitzvah of Shabbos? Is kidei likvoye b'nafshiseinu emunas chidush ha'ilom. That is to set in our souls the belief in the renewal of the world. We believe we celebrate Shabbos to put in our souls the belief that Hashem is the one that created the world. That He blessed created the world. On the sixth day of creation, and on the seventh day He rested. He stopped and He rested. So basically, that's why we celebrate Shabbos. Same thing is now also. He keeps on creating the world. Constantly. From ex nihilo into existence. From nothing to into existence. This takes place. What happens on Shabbos? Shabbos. Shabbos. He rests from the speech of Shabbos. And the way the energy is extends on Shabbos, he begins machshovim, is from level machshovim. K'moy b'Shabbos breishis, just like b'Shabbos breishis, then was level machshovim. So is every Shabbos during the week. It's through the deeper asor b'amores, and Shabbos is constant. And Shabbos is through machshovim. Ubechem, since everything is Hashem, is that creates it all. The Harehu is Baruch, so He blessed is Ashalit Ayichidi Baelo. The only one who dominates in the world, the whole world is under Hashem's domain and it's his personal supervision. What does this tell us? Even though when the Abishta creates the world, the world comes from language, it blocks and obscures. It's hidden, it hides the truth. It was in a way that there is room for mistakes. You can think that the world runs as its custom, goes by itself in nature. You, God forbid, you don't see, there's nobody leading. There's no singular individual leading this palace. There's not one person. There is, there's not one domain. There's two two domains, God forbid, in the world. You have a a domain of good and holiness. Then you have a domain of evil and impurity. That's what you can think in the world. Come Shabbos. Rest and tells you no. There's only Hashem in Yadei Ki Mitzvah Shivisa B'Shabbos through the mitzvah of resting on Shabbos. Nikva Hamuna Vayidiyah Mitzvah. That sets the belief and the true knowledge. Shakol Ha'Oylam Kulei Rishus Achasi. That the whole world is only one domain here. Rishus Ayachid. It's a domain of the individual of one. The one, the only one of the world. Hashem is the only one. So since that's the idea of Shabbos, is to give us that idea that Hashem's oneness, 
So what happens when you do Malachah Shabbos? So first of all, it causes you're not keeping the Shabbos, so you're not remembering. So it's Chalishus Binyan Hamunahanal. That weakens, number one, in the idea of belief. And Beis, and number two, Hagboras Ha'elem Hanal. This increases the obscurity and the mistake about the state of Shus now you think there's two, two domains. There's Hashem, you know, to take it out just from Hashem's domain and saying, oh, there is something else over here. Second one. This is taking it out from the domain of Hashem. The world is only Hashem. And when you're doing work and desecrating, you're not keeping the Shabbos, you're basically taking it out from the Shuzayachim. So it turns out, what is the main point of all the 39 lochas? Is taking things out from the private domain. And this is the intent in the response of Rabbi Kiva. The whole world is his. Since relative to Hashem, blessed. It does not not possible anything to block or to obscure on the true existence. That the true existence, that means that all matters of the world, even if these existence of evil, they're really a private domain, everything is by Hashem. There's nothing really there outside, there's no second Rishos. And at the end, they think this also Below there will be revealed the truth, lost in love in the world to come, that the world itself will be able to testify for this. As the Medrash states, in the future, when a person on Shabbos will go try to collect a fig, and the fig will scream and say, It's Shabbos, how could you collect Hainu? That means the world itself will testify, will feel and testify that the world has only Echad, only Hashem. That's why Hashem doesn't apply to him the main Melacha, because in Hashem's perspective, there is no world. We don't have to worry about taking it out from Hashem's perspective. So therefore we don't have also the branches out, the other malachas which are mechalot the Shabbos, so there is no, because there is no, Shabbos is the only one in his perspective, there is no need to keep the Shabbos, it is what it is, Shabbos don't apply to Hashem, because in Hashem's world, the facts are very clear all the time. The Rebbe brought down this idea to, to show us that the basis for the Melechah Shabbos is the Melechah Seitzah. The Rebbe is going to use this concept that the main Melechah of uh, Shabbos is Seitzah uh, to also explain the connection between the Halachas in that Mishnah talking about Tchumim and talking about, it talks about Kshira the Nimr, but it uses the Lashon 
which all the basis of all the Malachas is the Malachas Eitzor. And the Rebbe wants to connect the idea of Tchumim with Eitzor and, uh, and explain that just like the uh, Tchumim is the idea of talking about Eruv Tchumim, the idea of Eruv Tchumim is to increase, you make an Eruv to increase the level of the Tchum, that means increasing the level of Shabbos Kedusha into a further area. And also the idea of Erev Chatzedes, as the Rebbe will explain, through an Erev Chatzedes, we are bringing in areas into Kedusha. Let's look inside. Oizvav, v'hinei, kolin yone habriyon nechlokim legimul sugim klolim. All matters created can be Divided into three general categories, hanirmozim that are hinted begimul sugei harishu is the Shabbos in the three categories of the domains of Shabbos. So you have rishus hayochid and rishus harabim, and then you have the in betweens, the Carmelis on the other details, as the Rebbe will say. So Aleph is sug shelinyone kedusha. So there is a category where items are in Kedusha. What is, how do you deal with Kedusha matters? The way we work with them is you do good, which means it's positive, it's mitzvahs, it's activities that you do. That's Rishus HaYochit. Those items, the Kedusha items are considered the private domain, the domain of the one of the world. Hashem. The number two is Sug Shelinyonira. There is a category of evil matters. Udvorim Ha'asurim. And matters that are prohibited, which are called Turei de Pruda, mountains of separation. Shaifan Avaidu Bahem, who, how do you work with them? Bedarech Surmira, staying away. So you, Rishus Arabim, Heipech Rishus Yochit. They are a public domain, the opposite of Rishus Yochit. So you have mitzvahs, kedusha, and you have ra, which is prohibitions, not to go there. And then you have an in-between category, a category which is in-between, and you can elevate it into kedusha. You have a category of optional matters. They are in-between a mitzvah and an isur. So, and the Avaidah with them is in one of the two ways that we said before. Either you don't do them, so you hold yourself what's permissible and you don't use them. And then, Gedusha. You can elevate him and make him to Gedusha through all your actions should be for the sake of heaven. In all your ways you know him. So that's the middle ground. You can either elevate him or separate yourself. But these are Rishus that you can change around. So how does this play out? Work out in 
the actual Rishuyas of Shabbos, with the Gemosim Rishuyas of Shabbos. What is the example of Rishuyas of Shabbos? Chotzer. You have a Chotzer Shaboi Kama Dayori. A shared Chotzer. A shared Movi. Or a Karmelis. That's its own status. Ukadoima. These are all Shehem Rishus Mamutsas Bein Rishus Hayochid, Rishus Arabim. They are an intermediate between the Rishus Hayochid and the Rishus Arabim. But we have a way. There's a possibility through combining the Chatzedes, making an Eid of Chatzedes, and through combining Shitufim Mavoyes Kiyitzbem, Nasir Rishus Hayochid. So you have to make him Rishus Yochid. So basically, a making a shituf a voice in the Eid of Chatzedes adds and takes the domain and makes it into Rishus Yochid. Before it was a Chatzer, it was not, it was a Karmus, you couldn't carry it, it was a Rishus with a Rabbonu. But now you've elevated it and you made it into Kedusha. So basically, what do we see from this point is that the Eid of Tuchumim, that the the Eid of Tuchumim and the Eid of Chatzeris, when you make an area that you that you make increase the area of Tuchumim and the Eruvi Chatzeris, and then the idea of getting the Chatzer is really the Kudam Inyonam Achasi. It is really one point over here. What you're doing is you're increasing the optional areas and you're making them, increasing them. So it's either Hagdola Rushu, Sudchum, Isha, Israel, Rushu, Sakdusha. When you're allowing for the person to make an Erev Tchumim, you're increasing the domain and the territory of the Jewish person of Shusha Kedusha. That means that he's going further. That's an increase. Before you make the Erev Tchumim, it's limited. How far you can go? And through service, or in this case, making the Erev, it increases and it grows. Which is the same thing as before the Erev HaTzedes. Just like the Erev HaTzedes allows you now increases the area of influence, the area of optional places. The Karmelis, the Chatzedes, makes it into a permissible area. Here the Tchumim extends your boundaries further away. So, so maybe that's why how we can connect now that Eruvi Tchumim Of course, they talk about He's talking about generally the idea of Tchumim as it associates the first part of the Mishnah with the second Klal of Rav Shimon first Klal of Rav Shimon with the second Klal of Rav Shimon which is basically Eruv Chatzeres. He says like this. He allowed you 
they gave you from yours, but we're talking about tchumim, to allow you to go into the tchum, to go allow to allow you basically giving you that tchumim. So that's the issue is tchumim here. The contents is tchumim. Beis second one shvus. So this is talking about the kinner, but uh, about the nima. But the whole idea of shvus is the the malachis of the Torah. She soidei. What's the foundation of this shvus? Is called Lamatas Malachas, who, which is the uh, foundation, is the of all the Lamatas Malachas is Kinal Inyanat Sovr Shus Shus. We said the idea of shvus is to rest, not to take out from one to declare that it's all the Sovr Shus. Bishneim Nishkud Achas Mishutefes Kinal. They both have one common point. A tchum and chatzeres have one common point, and actually the Rebbe is going to say, but it's really different. At brackets, the Rebbe brings another uh, interesting idea that there is a parallel between uh, tchumim and shvus that is mentioned over here uh, in the Mishnah, also in uh, numbers over here. Uh, how the views are with regards to Tchumim, there's three views, and there's also three views with regards to Shvus. Let me see inside. Befrat, so that's another connection over there. Befrat, Kiatzat HaShove, Shebein Tchumim and Shvus, this common area between Tchumim and Shvus, Mizbate Gam, also expressed by Kamos Ve'eichus HaChiluki Deus, in the number, Kamos, how many, and also the strength, the quality of the differences in the name as far as the laws are. There are three views with regards to Tchum. What is the Tchum Shabbos, the Yisr? Aleph, Gam Alpayim Amadaraisa. Even just merely 2,000 Amad is from the Torah. So 2,000 Amad is the Torah prohibition. But based, the other view is Yud Beis Milis Midaraisa. That only 12 mil would be from the Torah. But 2,000 in the Rabona. And Gimel, a third view holds that called Yisur Tchumim in the Rabona. That there's the entire history of Tchumim is in the Rabona. So you have here three opinions. And there's how strong is the Yisur? What is strong in the Yisur is? And by Oyster Nachiluki Deis and Gam Sheikhs Lashvus. Also by Ashvus, we have the same three type opinions. Aleph, calling Yonashvus Emina Torah. That really everything that's midrabon is also minatoyda. Shatoyda Omar Tishbais. That's why it says you should rest. It's only the Chachomim are interpreting. They're giving over what the Torah says. So the base is the Torah. Base, number two, that there is Yashnam Shvusim Shemi the Raisa. Some are minatoyda. Chachomim Pirshoisom. The Yashnam Shadrabonon. There are those that are midrabonon. This would be like Yud Beis Mil the Raisa and Apai Mamadrabonon. This parallels the second thing of Tchumim. And Gimel is called in Yonei Shvus Medrabona. Everything is Medrabona. Mashakosu Tishbais, Eina Las Machta. It's all Medrabona. That's that parallels the third Tchumim uh, view that all these Tchumim Medrabona is Eina Las Machta. So that's just an additional point in the Mishnah that brings them together, uh, Shvus with uh, Tchumim. In the first explanation, the Rebbe explains is Tchumim brings together Tchumim. With the idea of Eruv Chatzedes, because we explained in this Oiz that Eruv Chatzedes is the idea for increasing your 
area from the Rishos to Hashem's Rishos. Here we're increasing the Tchum, the union of Gdusha, to further. So even though we just concluded that we're trying to compare the Isser Tchumim and the Isser Malachas Shabbos bunching up together, how they're connected, but there is a big difference, the Rebbe says now in Zion. There's a big difference between the prohibition of Tchumim and the prohibition of working Shabbos to the extent that they're also opposite of one another. When we say the prohibition of doing work on Shabbos is Shabbosius Melocha, that when you do Melocha, Mechalel Eshashchu Eshashabbos. Then he desecrates the Shabbos. Oise Cholol Umokim Ponu B'Shabbos. He makes a hollow and an empty space, makes a hole and an empty space B'Shabbos. Ubemeila Mishalel Kushosa, and therefore the Kedusha is desecrated. Hainu. Shaidea Melocha B'Shabbos that means that through work on Shabbos, he brings in something undesirable. You bring in Klippa Shabbos. Isur, on the other hand, that's when you do Melochan Shabbos. That's not bringing in a workly matter to Shabbos. The contrary, who moitzes Shabbos. You're taking out the Shabbos to the area of Klippas. Because in every Jewish people, every person, the Jewish people, even by a totally ignoramus, there is, shines the light of the Holy Spirit Shabbos. If you desecrate the Shabbos by going outside the Tchum to Kedusha, so you take along with you, you take out Gamas Kedushas Shabbos. Also the sanctity of Shabbos became a clippers to the area of clippers. So when you are not here, we're trying to equate Tchumim to the Shavuos, but there really is desecrating the Shabbos Shavuos by not resting. You are creating a hole. But when you do Tchum, you're actually taking out Shabbos and bringing it out to the outside, outside to praying to the Clippers. Now sometimes, Rebbe has, we could take things out when the Torah says, like to add to the Shabbos. But when the Torah doesn't tell you, then that's the place of Clippers. This case is not similar to when we have Shabbos, whether it's from before Shabbos starts, from Friday or after Shabbos, Teshavas Shabbos, Bizman. Here we're talking Mokim, in place to bring it by, but over there with the Chayra. Why can't we say, should be additional Shabbos space can exit? You're bringing the Shabbos over there. It's not the same thing over here, we're saying, when you can add to the Shabbos. Because over there, to add to the Shabbos in time, is the command of the Torah. That's how the power was given. To add 
from the time of the weekday, HaKorov Lizmanish LaShabbos, which is close to the time of Shabbos, Ulovchil L'Gedusha, to turn to Gedusha, Mashein Ken Kam Yitzhi Chutz L'Tchum, Burvir, when you're going outside of the boundary, Umekim Hashemokim Zanimtzam Chutz L'Tchum HaKedusha, Mekoyim HaKlipa, since this place is outside of the territory, of the boundaries of Gedusha, it's a place where the Klippas are, Osur Lahachnes Boi Kedusha Shabbos, it's prohibited to bring in the Kedusha Shabbos. So in that case, how they move on, we understand. This prohibition of being outside of the territory, that extends for as long as you're there. The reason why going outside the Tchum, that prohibition, it's not the act of going out. It's the result. That way you are outside of the territory, outside of the boundaries. This explains with additional reasoning and more explanation. Why does Rav Shimon say muter? If it's only permissible, you have to go inside the Tchum. If you're able, so that your stay in the place of Ksipa should not extend. So he says, Yikonis, go in. learns now in that just like Shabbos, we say you can't bring in other things and, and makes a hollow a hole inside of the Shabbos by doing other work. And the Rebbe says basically a Yid also is like Shabbos all the time, And but the Ebishtim wants him to work, but he shouldn't bring in his work work in there like in, in a Sas, because he has to be uh, making sure not to bring in other things other ideas, trust Hashem that everything is, is, is based on Hashem and not to desecrate his own Shabbos, his weekday Shabbos, because the Yid is Shabbos. Let's see inside. Ches. Just in the old day above, just like in all laws and all matters of Torah, there's also a general lesson in the service of person generally. We're going to learn a lesson, not only about Shabbos over here, we're learning uh, every day. The main existence, well, who, what is the Jewish person? That's his godly soul. Godly soul, which is a portion of Hashem. It's a portion of Hashem. It's just like Hashem in His honor and glory by Himself is exalted. And He is infinitely not connected to even being a root or a source of all the connection of the world. He is behind it to the extent Hashem creates the world. Then we say about the ten sayings that the world was created, they're called Bishem Milin de Hedyeta. They are called words of a Hedyet. It's from the Zoya. It's okay, Gamma Yishay Israeli. So, really, the Yid, who's a Chelek Alka, 
He's higher above all matters of the world. It's only that the Torah has commanded You have to do your work for six days and six days. But it has to be also similar to the Creator to Hashem. Just like Hashem contracted Himself in order to create the world. Same thing He to distinguish the Adam who is because He is compared to Elyin. He was created in a way that he needs to contract himself and to occupy himself in the world that matters. So, by yourself you're higher, but you gotta do it. The Mishnah does it, and you also do it. But in what way? What type, how do they, it's understood that the uh, occupation, the way they deal with the weekly and worldly matters who that's a contraction, it's a lowering but the essence is Shabbos resting and relaxing from the uh, of the weekdays it's essence the two laws of Shabbos which we dealt, deal with the prohibit of doing and the prohibition of going outside of the boundary so these two prohibitions that apply on Shabbos should apply to the life there's a lesson generally of the conduct of every Jewish person, Gabi Meisachol, also in the weekday, Kehari Muhusu Shabbos, because in essence, a year the Shabbos, so therefore it affects that too. Ha'isur da'asiz malacha b'Shabbos. What is the prohibition of doing malacha Shabbos? As we explained before, uh, what is it in Yoni Banhaga Saodom? How do we translate this concept when we talk about how a person conducts himself when he does his work? Is achnosas milin the alma v'uvdin the chol the techmoich of yisichloi? When you bring in worldly matters and activities of the week into your brain and your seichel, the moichin of chinas shabbos, the moichin is that's your shabbos. So if you bring in there wickedness, hagam she nitztabo sisko mlachtacho, even though you're told that you need to do all the work, hareinu lahasik basiyazu. You don't have to occupy in this doing only your external powers. But not your inner and elevated powers. Because all because all of your elevated powers they need to be dedicated and holy just for as I say this it says the effort of your hands, which means your hands, but not the effort of the mind and the heart. So if he brings in the weekday matters into his brain, the Shabbos, 
Then it becomes in them a hollow empty space. And explained before, and explaining Chilu Shabbos, I see it's Cholom Shabbos. You're making a hole from the feeling of godliness. For had you known and felt the truth, it's only the blessing of Hashem that makes you rich. And the doing the business it's merely a vessel for the blessing of Hashem. That Hashem will bless what you do. That you would not have put your head into the business. Various different kind of ideas and the tricks that is no benefit. Hashem's blessing makes you rich. So these tricks is not they're not necessary. Ba'adraben, on the contrary, his many preoccupation businesses, who disrupt him, who preoccupy him and don't allow him to uh, from matters of of and service of Hashem, so they hold back and they prevent from being impossible a fitting vessel to bless Hashem. So it's not only that you don't really need to realize that everything is from Hashem. But doing these extra tricks, not only does it not help you because it's Hashem what gives it to you, but they actually stop you because you're too preoccupied in them. So that's the idea of don't bring in shvus, don't bring in work, don't bring in Choyl into your Shabbos. The head, the Shabbos, leave. V'negam, yishayin emachin, is the second idea of tchumim, yishayin emachin, as a sokol. L'toycha Shabbos, even one who does not bring his businesses into the Shabbos, all of l'das, he needs to know, sh'yashnoi d'azorit, there's an additional warning. Isur yitziyah chutz l'tchum. There is a prohibition that you can't go outside of the boundary. Asher b'shabbos, that means when it comes to Shabbos, Bizman, when we're that time which belongs to Torah so even in your external powers, also lots is chuslatchum. Then you're not allowed to go outside the boundary altogether. Also lots is beraglov. Can't go with your feet. That's koychesachitzenim. Chuslatchum. You can't leave the Torah mitzvah. That's the idea of going outside the chum. Ki atzoyro tzorich liyos arucha b'chol ramachayvorim. Torah needs to be spread out and prepared in all of you, 248. Uh, it's to be arranged in all over, all your limbs. When the time of davening, the time of the mitzvah. So then you have to know, can't go out of the tchumim with the other areas. So not only your head should be in Torah, but also your feet, all of you should be in the Torah. Finally, you know, he says, the Rebbe is going to explain the other part of the last of the mission about the Sheret, saying that even after all these precautions of Shavuos and Tchumim, still a person can find himself that there's a Sheretz in his Avoida. There is a Tumadeh. The last Mishnah in Tractor Erevin, he bedin Sheretz shenim tzav b'mikdosh, it's with the halacha of the exit of the of a Sheretz, an insect that was found in the Mikdosh. Pirush. 
שגם לאחר קיומו של כל ההירויס, שמסך השבת הערב, after fulfilling all the instructions, דבי לא יודעים מסכת השבת אין מסכת הערב, בשביס אז מויכים ממלוכו, his mind doesn't think about the work, ובזירה שבשבת, גם רק לא ימצאו את התחום, he's careful also that on Shabbos his feet should be in the boundary, because the Adain Efshar is still possible, and if so, you'll find the Sheretz Mikdash Allah, you'll find an insect in your Mikdash, כי תומאס Sheretz, the Tumah of Sheretz, אין את תומאה יצא בגופה, it's not a Tumah that comes from your body, אלא שבו מבחוץ, it comes from the outside, since the world has not been refined yet, so because of the materialism of the world, so there's a possibility of finding an insect in your English. Even though you alone don't have a connection to that. Although the tomb is not from him, and he's not guilty, he's not at fault, yet lays on the polyg, all opinions, you have to take it out of the Mikdash. The question is, how do we take it out? Should you take it out with your garment? You take it out by the service of you working with it, dressing up in it, the levush of akolponim, at least with your garment, the garment. Immediately. Even the one who is wrestling with the disgusted, becomes disgusted himself. It's still worthy, worthy. Not to leave the tumor here, just get rid of it. Or the service needs to be that his zihirus has to be careful. Not to touch, be very careful not to touch the service even with your garment. And to search for a a plier of wood. Yeah. You need a set time and a proper time in order to go deal with the Tumah. So we don't want to increase the Tumah by dealing with it and moving it. We don't want to deal with the Tumah. Even though this will delay the Tumah. Especially now that we are close to the coming of Mashiach. All the ends have been finished. The matter only hinges on Tshuva. The Tshuva is in one while, in one instant. That turns the Tshuva to Tshuva Tare. So we don't have to deal with this Sheret Tshuvah. It is obvious that it's the privilege and the obligation for each one, the virus to remove the spirit of impurity from the land, by spreading the wellspring outside, and to bring close and to hasten, coming to the master of the Mamish. This is Mesichas, Chof Menachemov, Tovshin, Chof Beis.